Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Brittany Krisnerek. She's right outside of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, growing her real estate portfolio while working per, uh, full-time. Husband works full-time. She's got kiddos, you know, two, uh, what, two and four, like really young, just like all, a lot of our kids. And she uh, just added so much value as she's growing her portfolio. She knew nothing and started with nothing and has grown to almost seven units now and is just building wealth one house at a time. I think what stood out for me the most was getting really creative with finding deals. Uh, it is still a very hot market, pandemic or not, it, you know, finding deals, we're, we're always looking for deals, right? A lot of us. And, uh, you know, we got to get creative. And she gives a great tip that most of us would not think of on how to find off-market deals. What can it be? <laughs> got to listen to the episode. One thing that she also mentioned is that she's a nurse. And we were talking about what are the transferable skills that she has as a nurse that she can implement in real estate. And as she was describing everything that a nurse does, I imagine houses because it's exactly what we need in order to build our portfolio. So enjoy this episode. It's a great one for you. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 Exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We are back on an amazing, another amazing episode we have to give you, right, Andressa? Oh, yeah, always. 
Always. always. We always really are very mindful. We prepare a lot with our amazing guests, which we have another one today. We have Brittany uh, Krizneck, uh on our show. We are so excited about having you on. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been we've been connecting with Brittany for quite some time, so we're really excited to make this happen today. Because uh, as we've as we've uh, since connecting with her first, her portfolio has grown, which which is awesome, and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but we always like to connect with all of you, all the amazing women listening, whether you're just starting out on your journey of real estate investing, or you are scaling your portfolio or you have like a really strong portfolio and you're not really looking to add anything, but you're looking to maybe just make it more efficient, you know, and those sort of things. We really are serving all those types of women in our growing community and more importantly, our movement. So with that, Andressa, let's get connected to these amazing women listening and thank you for listening and being part of our, our journey with us. What is up for you? We always like to share some sort of yeah. quick tip, something useful that you can use in your own life, whether it's personal or professional. So what's, what's happening for you? So we all read books and podcasts about real estate strategies and, and ways to succeed in real estate. And one thing that I have found in my experience, always based on my experience, right, is really the power of having a tribe. And I'm not just talking about the real estate investor Facebook group. I'm talking about a small group of people that is your tribe. It is your sounding board. And one way that Liz and I have been uh, working towards that is a mastermind group that we are part of. It's been about five years, I guess, Liz, that we, yeah. we created that. Yep. Um, well before our investor venture. Exactly, right? So it was prior of it, because Liz and I had our monthly calls and we're like, this is very helpful to really share with each other and bounce ideas. And I don't feel that I, I need to figure it out this on my own. And we were looking for a mastermind group and we were not up to pay 50 grand to join one. So we created one <laughs> and we have been uh, with, um, with the ladies in different states. So we, we talk every single month and I can really like, I cannot pinpoint how profound it is the impact of that group in both my business and personal life because sometimes it's not about the real estate right what is in my head that i want to share with people is something very personal that it is affecting my 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 business so if you're not part of a, of a mastermind group create one join one because it's just about the accountability and the support with each other and and really like reframing the mindset that I am okay sharing, really sharing. It's all, it's all private and we don't share with other what happened there. It's like, it's like Vegas, right? What happened inside the mastermind <laughs> stays there. Uh, but it's really training the muscle about sharing, asking for help. And it's a blind spot. Other people will see what you're not seeing right now and you can get to the answer quicker. So if you're not part of one, <clears throat> join one. Love it. Love it. Um, great recommendation and great example of that is we, um, Andressa and I had coached, you, you remember coaching this woman a couple of weeks ago. She won something. She won a prize on our contest, I should say, on our virtual summit we had a couple months ago. Yeah. And it was me and you and Ashley with her. And what was really cool is when you see the masterminding happen. So what you really should see is that like 
you, someone says something and then the other person jumps in because that person said that, which made them think of that. And then the third person jumps in because it made them think of that. And that's really where this really amazing, like master mind comes from that concept. Like you're joining minds together to come up with an amazing solution. So that's what you really want to create or get, get around. So great, yeah. great recommendation. And I love when, when whoever, whomever is on the hot seat has like the aha moment, something clicked. And then you have that, you know, that look and it's like, oh, I never thought of that. And yeah. then that's when we know that it was a blind spot or something. And it's really accountability because during the next call, we're going to talk about what happened and what didn't happen. So I really highly recommend you join one. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, Brittany, without further ado, let's jump into your, uh, your really inspiring story and just your journey. So we always like to ask the women who join us here and are you know, here to share their story and share their, you know, where they are and where they're going. What propelled you, what inspired you to get involved in uh, investing? Well, I actually was completely uninterested in investing. My husband has always wanted to do it. And I always had that mindset that, you know, I don't want people calling us in the middle of the night and this and that. <laughs> and uh, after I had my kids, when I had my first son, I was working, I'm a nurse in my normal career. And I had gotten promoted as a manager and was working crazy hours and just never really felt like I was truly home when I was home. And I was like, you know, this can't be life. Like we have to figure out a better way that we can enjoy our family and not just living to work so that, you know, we get a vacation a year. And we started looking at other routes and things we wanted to do. And um, we were on our way to drop my son off to go have my daughter at his um, aunt's house and the house next door to her was for sale. And that was my husband's family home and they knew the owners were my mother-in-law's boss and they lived out of state. They were renting it to a lady. It was, she was a really great tenant, took good care of the property, didn't want to move. And he was like, why don't we buy this house? We already have a tenant. You know, she pays rent. She takes care of it. It would be really low maintenance. And I was like, okay, why not? But let's talk about it after we have the baby. <laughs> good timing. So, right? Yeah. Great timing. So about a week <laughs> later, we were home from the hospital. We're sitting on the couch. My family was over, you know, to see the baby and we were like, let's call and find out about that house. And it ended up being under contract already and, you know, didn't end up working out, but it kind of got that, that door open for us where we were like, hmm, you know, maybe we should look into this. And I think a week after that, we went to a graduation party and one of our friends that we grew up with, who's always been an entrepreneur, um, started talking to my husband about houses. And my husband was like, you know, I've always wanted to do this. What do you think? And he, his answer to him was, why haven't you done it yet? What are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. And he recommended that we read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, which I know a lot of people are familiar with. And my husband is not a reader by any means. And he went home, read the whole book or listened to it on Audible um, over like two day span and was like, you have to listen to this book. I really want to do this. And I was like, whoa, like you read a book. That's cool. Okay. I'll listen to that. And after, yeah. And after that, I was like, he's, you know, he's such a hands-on person. So him reading, he's just not into it. And after he really showed me that interest, I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out. And one thing led to another and I started calling banks and just kind of, it was before I had found bigger pockets, before I found you guys, before I really knew anything, I was just like, I'm going to start researching and just kind of spiraled from there and we started looking for houses um 
and here we are. <laughs> you know, on your on your bio, you wrote something that kind of like trigger a lot of memories to 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 me, and I'm gonna read what you wrote. I show our first property while my husband was working seven days a week, 12 hours days, and I had a three-year-old and a seven-month-old baby in the middle of winter. So yes. when I read that, <laughs> I could ima I imagine in my head exactly what you're talking about. And really like the, your mindset, I really like, proud of you to really working things out because I do believe that in many cases women say listen I have two babies now uh, let's leave it later let's do it later oh it's winter time come on let, let's start doing summer <laughs> or, yeah. or let's wait until all the stars line up mm-hmm so and they're never going to gonna line up. <laughs> exactly. Right. So they're never going to line up. When I mentioned to you, oh, good timing, right? You just had a baby. I remember me giving birth and also like texting the contractor. Hey, what's going on? You should be, you should be a picture. You're taking the back wall down. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. So all those stories that I hear from women really overcoming it and i think that's so inspiring for other women right because you have two kids with you in a freaking winter right and yes. you went through it uh so talk to me about that in your mindset about like it's just no excuse pretty much yeah uh i really had no clue what i was doing um but that's a I, good thing isn't it I, sometimes yeah i think with women i think we're just so used to just doing it. Like we don't have another option. This is what needs done. So I'm going to figure out a way to work around it. And, you know, I did have my parents and our, you know, our families would help me with the kids the first couple of times I went over there. Um, and I just tried to kind of work around their schedules because my daughter, you know, wanted me every second. She was still a baby and I was nursing her and, you know, that was rough, but you just have to get it done. You have to figure it out. And, I did and we did and we worked together and we're a team and just got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and you did. And then, so, so, so tell us about your first project. What was that like? It was a single family home rental? Yes. So our first house that we bought, um, the way we purchased it was through a home equity line of credit. Um, before we had gotten started, like I said, we were trying to figure out ways to, you know, not be working constantly and one of the things we were going to try to do is pay off our house so that, you know, that took a bulk of our income out of the way. So we had paid off a lot and had a nice chunk of equity in it. And in our area, you can buy houses pretty cheap. Um, you know, most of the houses that we buy are around 30 to 40,000. We're usually all in between 50 and 60 max after we rehab. Um, so we bought the house with a line of credit. Um, we looked at it and it was very, it was an elderly couple's house. The husband had passed away, but he was one of those people who took like immaculate care of it. And it was very clean and it really didn't need anything major done, which was like what we needed for the first house because, you know, my husband really wasn't home and I could only do so much with them and he could do what he could after work, but you know, working 12 hour days, you're tired. Um, so it was just the perfect house for us. So I started researching. Um, I spoke with the investor that I was saying that kind of got us started and he gave me some tips on how to screen people 
And I think that's when I started finding like bigger pockets and you guys and just, you know, the more communities and I would just start networking with people and, you know, asking, Hey, how do you do this? What do you think about this? And I'm the type of person that when I get involved in something, I want to be fully encompassed in it. I want to know every little detail from the ins and outs and, you know, everyone was like screening, screening, screening tenants is so important. So I really tried to make that my goal was like, I want to be the best screener. I want to find the best person. And, um, so I started the first phone call I got for this property. I think I listed it the night before I got a call at like seven o'clock in the morning and I didn't even say hello. And this girl started telling me her whole life story. Her <laughs> landlord was kicking her out. And oh. I don't even think, I think she talked for probably 20 minutes before I even got a word. And my daughter was screaming in the background and I was like, okay. Um, I was so caught off guard. I wasn't even prepared for a call that early. And I just said, okay, um, let me get your information and we'll set up a time to meet. And I hung up with her and I called my husband and I was like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> and, um, you know, once I kind of got my composure together and was like, okay, I'm going to start getting phone calls. I really need to be prepared to be ready to go. And I just started making a list and I wrote down all the questions I wanted to ask. And I missed a lot of things. I forgot to ask a lot of things. And after I got off the phone, I was like, oh man, I should have asked this. This is what you're supposed to know. And I just said, okay, well, next time I'm going to do better. And I scheduled times to show the property. And I think I had 10 appointments and maybe three people showed up. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I found, you know, I ended up finding a really nice tenant. Um, she met all the criteria. She only lived there, I think, for three months, but... <laughs> It was kind of an awkward situation. She never even really moved in. She um, was like mid-divorce or newly separated, something like that, and kind of never moved in. And uh, But she was clean. So I was like, she's clean and she pays her rent. I'm okay with that for now. We sort of called this house our learning house. And we were like, okay, you know, if we can find someone good in here that's not going to destroy the place, everything else we'll figure out. If it, you know, if we miss rent, we can afford this house without without having rent. And that was kind of my goal. Like I wanted to be able to cover all the costs of that house without having a tenant here because I just didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And we got her in there. She lived there. I think, I think it was four months. And then she ended up calling me one day and telling me she lost her really great bank job. And I was like, okay, well, if you can be out by the end of the month, then we'll just call it even and I'll move on and find somebody else. And that's what we did. And we were in the process of purchasing and rehabbing our second house during that exact time. So we just figured it out <laughs> and moved you know, on. It, it, you mentioned like figuring things out, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of women uh, that are analyzing and, and getting ready to invest in real estate are just paralyzed because they don't want to make mistakes and they want to know everything about screening so they don't make a mistake so they don't whatever i don't see i don't see gaining any experience by just making everything right right because mm -hmm. then you're just on your comfort zone and not exploring new areas but your approach, your mindset about, okay, we figure it out. Okay, now she lost her job. Now we figure it out. Everything is a learning curve. Everything. Our friend Patricia Redhawk, she says, doesn't matter how many years of experience you have, you're always a rookie 
at some point in certain circumstances if you are growing. So that mindset of like, okay, we figure it is out. The point that I want to make here is you're a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. By trade, you are a nurse. Yes. What were the skill sets that you transfer? Because right now we are in the middle of pandemic still. I don't know when this one is being released, but we are still in the middle of a pandemic. And a lot of nurses are, are doing a phenomenal job out there. Uh, and my respect to all of you. And they are also looking to either invest in real estate being more in a passive side or transition to, to real estate. But there is always a but. But <laughs> they can make it in their own head the, the, the justify, okay, I am a nurse. I know nothing about real estate. I am a nurse. I have no clue how to rehab a house, how to rent a house, or you can name it. However, what, what I believe there is a missing gap is that there's a lot of great transferable skills that they can totally do it. So I want to get this opportunity for you as a nurse to share what do you think are great uh, transferable skills? Oh, boy. Well. I, so my career in nursing has always been in the emergency department. I've been working there for nine years. Oh, now I know. <laughs> so you I'm used, used it to, out. yes, I'm used to organized chaos, but um, as a nurse, you know, you're constantly reprioritizing. And for me, I never know what's walking through that door. So you just have to be prepared as you can be. Know that you've educated, you know, I mean, I did educate myself to an extent. I wouldn't dive into something completely without having educated myself at all. But there's only so much you can do to prepare. And, you know, you just have to constantly grow and keep learning. And with nursing, you know, you're always reprioritizing. So what's important right now might not be the most important thing 10 minutes from now. And, you know, you have to keep yourself organized as well because you're dealing with people's lives and you have to you know, make sure that while you're taking care of this patient, that this patient, you know, if they're not feeling well, that you're getting back to that. And I think learning that organization and that prioritizing is really what keeps me organized in this field as well. And I think that one of the great things for me about being a nurse too, is that I have the ability to be a little bit more flexible with my schedule. And that helps, you know, with doing things with the house and, um, being available at different times and different hours. So all the nurses out there, I encourage you to reach out and uh, get started investing because that skill set that we use every day totally transfers to real estate in so many ways. But those are what I think are the main ones for sure. Yeah, I, I love that. We were, I was on a um, one of our newer meetups that launched uh, last week and um, I just wanted to welcome everyone and that sort of thing. And I'm like, you know, I knew I had to put my kids down um, so I was just going to stay on for 10 minutes or so and just say hi to everyone and, and do what I could. And then Which I was one like, was that list? Um, going blank in my head. Was wow. it Chicago? Yes. I'm sorry. It wasn't a new and brand new uh, meetup, but it was like a relaunch of our investor Chicago group. Yeah. So I, um, so they started all talking and I'm like, I waved to my husband, like, can you put the kids down? <laughs> Cause I really wanted to stay on the, 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 the call, which I knew I would. But I obviously, I was trying to balance, of course. So as I stayed on and everyone was, was introducing themselves, everyone was from the healthcare 
industry, literally on the call, like just about maybe 90% of the women on the call. And I was very fascinated by it. It's like, wow, that's interesting, you know? And you think about everything going on uh, in our world right now, right? Mm -hmm. And um, how many, how much we're leaning on this profession, right? The healthcare industry, we always have, right? Just because of what you guys do for the, the our society, but now more than ever, right? And yeah. then you have everything else happening. Like, so people have time to think, time, sometimes time to think, step back and go, okay, what do I want to create for my life? So anyway, I, I was really inspired by that. I was like, wow, we really could be helping women in that industry too. Like, you know, in terms of investing and whether they want to do it actively or passively. So I, I was inspired by that. My, my question to you is you said something really interesting about like organized chaos. And I, I think, I think women are really good at that. I think we sometimes create the chaos, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes, but we do. I mean, to be honest with you, right? Um, however, we, we do step into it a lot. And I think that's an amazing skill you just said. Like, you know, how do we deal with that? And then how do we manage it? And then how do we um, work through it? And, um, I mean, that's the epitome of, of this business, right? Absolutely. Um, Pretty much, right? Just <laughs> right? imagine yeah. like a, a house, a rehab house, when you go in, it was like, whoa, what happened here? Hurricane or or something? Oh, no, no, no. It's just we're having lunch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah. thinking about our, our current project, right? And we're, 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 we have under a, an apartment building under contract. And at the same time, we're raising money. We're, we're you know, looking to right, raise all the equity. It's a very big raise for us. It's a very big project for us. And then at the same time, I'm hearing conversations going back and forth with the owner, right? There's things happening with the property. They're not willing to do. So like there's all these things happening at the same time when we're, you're getting to closing, whether it's a single family, whether it's an apartment building, it just might be more complex, right? Regardless of the fact, it's just organized chaos. I'm like listening to all these conversations. I'm part of some of them. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Like not in, in a funny way, but I'm like, this is fascinating. This whole thing is fascinating. And we're onboarding a new person to help us and a new portal. And it's like, yep. Okay. I'm just gonna, you know, and then, and, and it's like, you got to step away from it and then go back to it with a different eyes, but yeah. being okay with it. Time. Yeah. Dealing with it one at a time. I love where you're at and I love how you've been able to apply so many important things. I, I want to circle back on the HELOC. I think we assume everyone knows what a HELOC is and the power of a HELOC. I want to just briefly explain that. So the power of, of a HELOC, and a lot of people don't get it, is that you have, if you do have built-in equity in your home, uh, you know, where, you, in other words, what you, what you, if you're literally going to write a check today for your home to pay it off versus what it's worth, you may have, you may have equity in, in the property in the most simplistic way banks will give you a line of credit against that equity, not the whole amount, not in these day, this day and age, obviously, but I'm sure they, you know, maybe 70, 75% loan of value. I don't know where, yeah. the, where some of those banks are right now, but that would be my assumption. So I, I think that's very powerful. And a lot of people don't even realize they can tap into the equity of their home. They don't have to just uh, invest in their own projects. They could take that HELOC and they see a local investor doing amazing things. You could lend it to them or go into business with them or whatever, you know, obviously you want to vet this person in their projects, but that is not restricted. It's your line of credit in essence, because it's against your home that you own. So I just wanted to share that. That's, uh, we do a lot of that kind of like creative financing and that's always a strategy. We always like to recommend um, as long as you know what you're doing, right? It's not like a big, hey, it's not like a big checkbook, like, oh, it's yes. a wheel and deal here. I mean, you lose <laughs> the money, you kind of like not a good place. So obviously you have to be very good steward of that, but. Um, I've also found with that, with regards to that, 
from a lending perspective, I've seen a lot of small banks being really more um, investor friendly, if you will. Over the years, that's worked work with us as small community banks. When it comes to HELOC, I would go to like a Wells Fargo. I would go to a Bank of America. I, I'm, I, I've seen that to be successful as well because they're easier to deal with. You have your checking account with them. Or, you know, so so you can also, it's not just the small community banks that we often think of in terms mm-hmm. of loans. I just wanted to make mention of that, that it could be the larger banks. Sometimes they're even easier to work with when it comes to those kinds of programs. Now, COVID, I, I, I'm speaking of this in the midst of COVID and the pandemic. Um, I'm looking to actually get a HELOC on our own home um, because we, we bought a foreclosure and all those good things. And I'm like, what are we doing? We're synonymous equity and we're real estate investors. And we tell people to, to get a HELOC. <laughs> and my husband and I were like, the other night, we're like, what are we doing? You know, because we we're talking about renovating our basement. And I'm like, I don't want to take our, like, that's just, he's like, we've never, and we just, I'm like, oh my God, how did we not forget this? Like, so we all could get better at that. But I just want to mention that to the ladies that if you have equity, or you have a close family member who has equity in your home, look into that. It could be a great stepping stone for you in terms of financing your real estate deals. Absolutely. Um, The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In terms of your next steps, so you're doing this deal, you got two little ones. Tell us about your next project. What did you learn? And what was the greatest thing you learned on your first one before we go there? Oh boy, the greatest thing I learned on the first one was just that you have to get through it. (laughs) You just have to do it and expect to not be perfect and expect to make mistakes and take that. Like I had this little notepad and every time I research, I'd write a note down and I'd write a note down. And, and after I met with every person, I would write a note about them. And I'm like, okay, next time I want to do this. And next time I want to ask these questions and next time I'm going to do this. And, you know, you just have to learn and grow. And then the next time we showed a house, I was like, you know, I feel so much more confident. I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing fully, but I feel a little bit better. And you just have to give yourself a little bit of grace, I think. And you know, you have to do the best you can in researching and know, expect something to go wrong and be okay with that. And just hope, you know, that you did enough research that it's not going to be a huge thing. And that's what I learned for myself on that first one. And, you know, the next time I had my little notebook, I had way more notes. I felt more prepared and we moved on and we actually found our second property on Facebook marketplace, which is where I found 
I think half of our properties at this point now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've bought two for sale by owners. The second property that we purchased was on there and it was actually a, it was two streets over from where my husband grew up and it was his friend's house when he was growing up. So he was like, I know this house. I know what it looks like before I even wow. need to go in here. And the owner was another investor. He had two properties. One was there. One was in a not so nice area that was an area we were interested in investing in. And he was ready to retire and he was just kind of over it. I um, actually never even saw the house. My husband went and met with him and he said, if I'm, if I feel comfortable, are you okay with me putting an offer it? And I said, sure, go for it. I trust you, you know, me and him work as a team and we trust that the other person kind of, you know, knows what they're doing and, you know, we're doing the best for ourselves as a family. So he put an offer into him and I went and saw it, you know, a couple days later and I was like, all right, house number two, let's go. What are we going to do now? And it was exciting. And it was cool that, you know, after going through the first house and seeing, going through the tenant screening and everything that he felt comfortable going there and putting an offer in on a house without me even being there. And it was, you know, it was kind of cool for our relationship too, that we were growing together and we were building this business and this team. And because you really need that, that support person with you or whoever it might be, um, you need to really be able to lean on each other. And that's something that's really been a positive for our relationship with doing this. So let's, awesome. let's talk about that, right? I know that's, that's Liz's passion, uh, working with your spouse and, and uh, <laughs> some work some days. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> some days, some days not. So what are the, what are the challenges and how you guys overcome this? Cause I believe that, you know, uh, different, different, different couples work different ways. Your personality, your skill set, your time. It's just so many, there's not like a, a, a formula that fits all. Uh, just if you could share what, what has been working for you guys and how you guys overcome challenges together? Sure. Um, well, my husband is a carpenter by trade. So he, oh, nice. is, that he is very handy. Yes. So that definitely helps. Um, he, you know, knows more what to look for and things like that. And I'm more of the kind of organized paper. I like to know logistical type of thing. So that kind of just sort of formed, like we kind of knew our place, but we, talk to each other about what we know and try to come to a solution together on things. So um, I think the biggest thing is like for me, I like to, I want to know everything. I want to be involved in everything. He's the same way. So for us, it was kind of learning how to trust the other person and knowing that, you know, what they know and what they've been learning about is right. Um, And then sometimes, you know, we, we fight, um, We are a normal couple and some days, you know, we got to make sure the windows are closed because we might not be having the most pleasant conversations at the houses. Oh my God. But, uh, you know, just being honest, um, it's, it's gotten better as we've grown and we've, it's actually helped our, the way we communicate together because we almost talk like, you know, as a business, like you're my business partner. And sometimes we have to separate that, you know, like maybe you're annoying me because you, you didn't take out the garbage today, but we have a business and we're on this page right now. And it's really, as much as it's been difficult, every house we get, we grow more together as a team. And, you know, you just, you have to, you have to be on the same page together and trust each other. And, you know, if you're one of us is feeling burned out, the other one has to kind of step in and take over and help that other person out. And, you know, we're getting better at doing that all the time. And, so it's, it's, it's cool. 
Yeah, and I, I love how you're saying too that it actually is helping you bring you together. I think that's really neat. You don't always hear people say that. If you allow it to and you work on it, it can actually not separate you. It actually can bring you more together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really that's really cool. Um, and it's neat because it sounds like you have a really complementary skill set. Yet you have the ability to come together. Like, and I always say, you know, you have to be aligned, you know, in certain areas, values and where you're headed, but, but different in other ways, right? You can't be the same in everything. Mm-hmm. So you have a nice, sounds like you have a nice uh, chemistry around that, which is great. Um, We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing more than trying, you know? Yeah. And I also, I, I was on a, a podcast this weekend, actually about couples in real estate. And I, I said, I, I said, you know, um, you can't, you can't be an average couple if you're going to work together. Like, you know, in other words, like you can't um, just go along the world and just, you know, do what most people do. You, you actually have to work harder at being like exceptional communicators because average is not going to take you through a marriage and a business partnership and kid. It's just not, you know, you know, or you're going to leave each other in 10 years after the yeah. kids are out. It's just, I think, that's what I, happens. You know, I think it's having that common goal. Like now, you know, we, we were always trying to figure out, how, how are we going to be different? How are we going to not just work, you know, go to our normal jobs every day, retire when we're 65? Like, how are we going to make our life better for our children and for their future? Mm. And it's just having that common goal. It like, it, it excites us to know that we're working together to make this. And maybe, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to live the life of whatever, but even if we can't, we know that our kids will, and we know we're leaving it for them. And that's what drives us and motivates us to, to keep going, even when, you know, we are tired and it's hard and the kids aren't sleeping and he's working overtime and I'm busy at work or whatever it is, you know, we have that common goal and that's what keeps us, keeps us going together. It's awesome. I'm curious about uh, Facebook marketplace. You said you found a couple of your properties that way. Mm-hmm. Um, these are for sale by owners. So, yeah. so to off market, so to speak. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm not, I mean, I'm familiar with it. I'm not like, what's Facebook marketplace. I know what it is. I'm not that bad, but, um, curious what that strategy is and what you do and what you could be, you know, what should you be careful of? I remember Craigslist back in the day, I'm totally dating myself, but when we were looking for property, I know people don't really use Craigslist anymore. Does anyone use Craigslist? I don't think so. Right. We've had some scams from our property. Yeah, I know. Everyone uses, but there was a point, there was a point in investing that people, everyone used Craigslist. Everyone did. Mm -hmm. We put our rentals on there. I mean, I put all our rentals on there back in the day. I really do feel like I'm sad, like I'm 95 (laughs) right now. But anyway, uh, regardless, Craigslist was our go-to. So I know Marketplace has become like that. And I'm just curious what your, why and how you've managed, you know, do you, do you look for certain things or the things that women have to be careful of when they're you know, I don't know, just want to be, go in there a little bit yeah, to absolutely. talk about that strategy. Um, so I've had some sketchy things. So I will say, you know, obviously be careful, take someone with you or let someone know where you're going or whatever it might be. Normally we go together to look at them. So, you know, I obviously have someone there to keep you safe if something were to happen. Um, but the reason I look for Facebook marketplace is because I find being that we're able to purchase, um, I say cash, but I mean, using our HELOC or home equity line of credit, um, because you know we can just write a check for the price and because we're able to get houses in this area in that range where we're able to just buy them cash i find that the for sale by owners are usually a little they're usually looking to get rid of the properties quickly and they're usually more willing to negotiate and one of the one of the positives for us is because my husband is in the construction industry i guess i could say he sort of is able to kind of do his own general inspection of the properties. And when we walk through it, 
you know, he's like, okay, I know we're going to need windows. I know we're going to need this. I know this HVAC is going to go in a couple years or whatever it might be. And we sort of, you know, we buy them as is. Um, so a lot of people like that, that they're not going to have to go through the whole inspection process, but we're plugging in those numbers where we're based on what we're offering you, we're expecting to fix this, this, and this. So it's already built into what we're offering. And a lot of people in our area are older. Um, you know, this, the, the area that we're in used to be a booming steel town and it's sort of kind of declined over the years, but it's a very still strong blue collar area but you'll find a lot of elderly people who, you know, go to a nursing home and their kids just want to get rid of the property quick, or they just want to downsize and they're not really looking to make a huge profit. They just kind of want someone to take it off their hands as it is. So I try to investigate, you know, I see a property and I'm like, who owns this? Where are they? Is it an out-of-state investor that might want to get rid of it quickly? Is it a, uh, you know, family member that may have moved into a nursing home or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this person might want to get rid of this quickly. So maybe we can put in a lower offer that is more willing to get accepted versus going through the MLS where everybody and their mother has access and is looking at that, or maybe not everyone is looking on Facebook marketplace. It's great. So I found, we found two, three of our deals that way. We're actually under contract right now for another property that I found on there. So, so far so good. That's awesome. And, and, and it's really, it's finding those off market deals and then finding something that works for you and then just do it. And then, and then having a few different strategies, right? So as you, as you grow, you're, you're in the pro- process as well, where you've been managing everything yourself mm-hmm. to little ones, full-time jobs, and you're managing your, your portfolio. Uh, you're now looking to maybe outsource that or, or hire a property management company. Tell us yes. a little bit about that process. I think that's a very common um, place that a lot of people get to. You know, and there's, there's people who manage hundreds of properties themselves. I think they just, that's who they are though. Like that's their style. They, they, mm-hmm. that's who they, they're, they're, you know, that they want to build a property management company, but then you get to the point where like, God this bless is, them. yeah, God bless them. And that's <laughs> yes. amazing. It's, it's not easy work. We all know mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's, no. it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough work. And, and I was there too. We were managing a couple hundred units. And then we said, this is, we need to start transitioning this. Like what, what's, what, what are we really great at? And then we'll, let's, let's figure out what we can get outsourced. Um, it doesn't come with challenges, right? Because, you know, companies aren't going to take care of your, your properties just like you would. We can go into that whole strain, but you have to outweigh pros and cons, right? So there's always that piece to this business. So tell us a bit about the process you're going through, how you've been embarking it, questions you're asking. Because, I, I, you know, very common thing that for a lot of women to be dealing with. So what kind of brought this on for us, um, we currently, prior to us deciding this, we had four single family homes and we recently just purchased a duplex, mm-hmm. which is our first multifamily. And Congrats. I, thank you. Um, I feel like I'm kind of in new territory all over again because I'm not used to dealing with two different groups of people living under the same property. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I'm starting from scratch. Like I have to learn how do I manage this? What's different? And I try to always, as I'm sure most of you do, think what are all the problems I'm going to have before they happen? Like, how can I make sure everything is as good as it's going to be to avoid having issues? And it was kind of a combination of wanting to learn from another company as we start to scale, like how do their systems work and what are they doing differently that I could learn from and eventually take this back and do myself. Mm. 
so we sort of kind of decided like how our first house was our learning house. This is like our learning year and we're going to, you know, we were like, well, let's try out a property manager. Let's see how they manage this differently than we can. And let's see what we can take from that. And if we like it, then maybe we'll continue. And if not, we also wanted to use it because, you know, we're growing quicker and we want to keep growing. And with all these things, the kids and the work and the whatever, you know, it's like you, you can only give so much of yourself and still have time for your family. And we were like, you know, we need to, we need to decide what we want to take out so we can continue doing the things we're good at. And so that's kind of what started this. And um, we, it, we, our local meetup is run by a property manager and we talked with him initially. I've talked to him a couple of times. He's been very helpful for me just in general with the properties and, you know, with me having questions, he would always willing to answer them and stuff. So he's really helpful. And then our realtor who were basically his exclusive clients because he got his license, he's an investor and he got it for himself. And we just sort of were like, Hey, um, do you want to be our realtor too? <laughs> so he sort of is getting into that mix too, where he wants to get be a property manager and he's working with a big brokerage in our area. And he was like, you know, why don't you let me do this? I'm already, I'm starting to like look to take on my own clients with this company. I already know you guys. I know how you run your properties. He knows I'm very particular and I want to be involved and understands that. And he's has a very similar mindset to me. Um, so we actually met with him and his, um, broker, like, you know, his, who he's working with yesterday, they came and walked through the house and they sort of changed my mindset from, we kind of look at these houses now, like they're our babies because we are still so new and, you know, we do look at it as a business, but they're still our babies because we put our heart and soul into them and our kids go there and they know everything about them. And I'm like, we need to start getting into that transition where we're looking at this strictly as a business and, you know, are we charging the max rent that we could get? And are we doing this? And are we utilizing Mm -hmm. this? Because now I'm like, well, I'm not really sure. Am I charging too much? Am I, you know, I have an idea I investigate, but I don't want to be the person that's, you know, the landlord that's trying to get all the money and whatever. And, you know, it's nice to have a business perspective to hear what they say and hear how they would do things. And, So we um, met with them and, you know, I talked obviously about their pricing, what they charge and the general consensus in this area is first month's rent for placing a tenant and then 10% a month after that. And, you know, they handle all the calls, um, middle of the night stuff. They can basically be as much as you want them to do or as little. So we're still going to be very involved. Um, We still want to be notified if there's an issue, but we're slowly trying to transition out as to what we want to do versus what we want to be handled for us. So we're not actually giving them all of our properties right now. We're only doing this one and probably our future ones. And we're still keeping the ones that we have because we have great tenants in there. And, you know, we just aren't sure if we want to fully commit to that yet. Um, But it's a learning process. And, you know, the more we continue to grow, it's, it's going to be harder for us to keep managing ourselves and do all the things we want to do. So we feel like it's just the right step for us at this point. And, and I love what you're saying because you guys found a ways that fits your needs and your pace and there's nothing wrong with it. You feel that those are your babies. There's nothing wrong with it. Just, there's not like a switch thing. Okay. 
business. And yes. now it's hard right. to let them go. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I think right. we need to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that every single person has a different timing as you grow and you gain knowledge and you gain different experiences, you still have a chance. I ha I know a lot of investors that they have, they have knowledge. It's not that they don't know, they know, but they choose to do the way that they choose to do and be personal and more like a boutique. The tenants knows they they know that he is the guy, he owns it. Certain people don't even want them to know who you are or you are just mm -hmm. a PO box or an LLC. So those are just different strategies. And for the women that are listening, this is also a possibility. So don't think that you gotta go in right away, you know, with a property management company and the numbers then don't make sense. So you can start and then transition if you choose to when is right for you, for your family. Liz and I really stand about you guys that are listening to live a financially free and balanced life. So balance means you're gonna kind of like check, right? It's like a, going back to the nursing, right? You go check the temperature. <laughs> yes. Check the temperature, how are we here, right? Mm -hmm. Do we need to pivot? Do I need to just like bring you back to life or, or, or we're good? And I think that that is such a great point that we don't talk too much about it. We just see, okay, you buy one and then you hire a property management company. And if you don't do it this way, it's because you don't have the knowledge or whatever. So and I, I think just, it, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's really helpful for that. We did manage first because we did learn what we what we want, what we don't want in a tenant, and it helped me to ask the questions that I want to know, you know, and to make sure that they're going to treat my property like not the way that I would, but you know, with that same sense of the I know what I know what I'm looking for in a property manager. And I think Absolutely. that was that was helpful for us. I I don't know me personally if I could have just bought a house and handed it off to them. I just feel like I need I need to fully understand this whole process before I'm willing to let someone else do it. So I can make sure they're doing it the way that it should be done. And exactly. I think that was very helpful for us to do first. And, you know, you have to make the transition, like you said, when it's ready for you, there's no one person says, oh, you, you know, you should always have this. Or one person says you should always do it this way. And you have to do it when it's right for you and when it works for your family. And no, no matter what anyone else tells you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, um, it could be scary, right? Cause it's like, you know, we control the process, but then on the other hand, once you know your bigger why and what your skill set is and where you're headed, you can start to say, okay, this is something I need to let go of. And this is how I'm going to manage that. And you have to manage the manager. You have to have the walkthroughs, mm -hmm. you have to have the constant co communication, um, get the right process and the right people. You don't have those things. I don't care what property management company it is. Um, the other tip too I'd share is you you always want to know what their portfolio is. So if you're like asking them to take on a 50 unit and they currently have all single family homes, you know, yes, they're a property management company, but you know, it's nice to see the experience align with the asset cl class and at least the general size because it's a different ball game. It's 50 different single family homes versus 50 units together, right? It's a different it's a, it's a different situation, I think. So, um, 
yeah, just something to keep in mind, but um, that's great. It sounds like you're on a really neat trajectory and you know, I'm excited to see where your, your, your path goes here. Um, <laughs> Brittany, where can the uh, women listening learn more about you, learn more about all the, and I know you have a great Instagram uh, account, you know, what you're up to, you share. So wh- where can they learn more about you? So I am mostly active on Instagram. Um, our Instagram handle is raising families underscore and rentals. and I what we do and uh I try to be very honest um I'm sometimes I do have little breaks on there because life gets crazy and you know but I I really try to be honest at what we're going through I talk about our numbers how we run numbers um I I list a lot of our financial information so that because when I first learned about running numbers I was like what like what are people doing how are you they just say run the numbers like and I'm like what does that mean like what am I what am I doing (laughs) And so I just try to be honest and I, and I try to learn from other people too. And I've connected with so many amazing people. That's how I found you guys. And there's just so many great people out there who, you know, it's hard to find friends in this game. And we have really great supportive family and friends, but they don't necessarily understand what we're doing because they're not doing it. And it's just really great to have other people to bounce ideas off of and be like, Hey, you know, how do you do this? How, how are you doing this? And, and everyone's just so open and willing to share. So that's where you can find me. And I'm, I love meeting new people. I love offering advice and, you know, asking questions. So please feel free to reach out to me and let me get to know you a little bit. Awesome. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Well, I know this is probably generic. I've been thinking about it, but I have to say Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because if it wasn't for that, and you know, like I said, my husband reading it, I don't know if we'd be here right now. And Mm -hmm. it just really kind of brought us together and got us involved. Great. So, What's the most powerful routine that you did to create a financially free and balanced life? (sighs) I've been thinking about this question so much because I... I, I don't know if I'm even there yet to give my most powerful advice. So the answer that I would say is to never let yourself stop learning. Um, this is something someone actually told me in nursing when I first started was that if you think you've learned everything in nursing, that it's time for you to find a new career. Because <laughs> oh, you're never going to know everything. And I think mm. that that holds true to real estate. I'm never going to know everything, no matter how many properties, no matter what experiences I have. And Every day I try to read something, I try to connect with someone, I try to listen to something and, you know, every person I meet, I take something away from. And I think that's been how we've grown so far is just by doing that and always, always trying to learn something new and how to better ourselves. I love that. Which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? The woman who's inspired me the most is definitely my grandma. Um, she passed away before we started doing this, but she was a very family oriented woman, also a nurse. So Mm -hmm. also my inspiration to become a nurse. She had breast cancer when she was very young, when her children were young and she worked through it and just was always very strong and never let anything get her down. And I I always admired that. She always kept her family very close and that's, that's our why, you know, we want more family time. We want to, our children to never have to worry and we want to be with them and never have to miss anything. And she's just always been the person that's made me want to be that way. 
It's beautiful. Uh, Brittany, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing your story and uh, excited for you. You know, thank I'm you. Excited, to, excited to have you on right next year. You'd be like, just, I could see just a neat, <laughs> a neat growth for you and your husband and what you're up to. You got all the right, you know, thinking and, and taking action. So uh, congrats. And thanks again for making time to connect with us and the thank women listening. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.